Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan with Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end. Our special guest today is Allie Pierce. If you are a member of ASTA, you might recognize her name since she was on a panel this past year about how advisors can use social media right now to connect with clients. She is an Emmy Award-winning journalist, travel expert, and content creator. And I'm not kidding, guys. You need to go check out her content. She has an amazing Instagram page and YouTube channel, and we encourage you all to check it out. And those will be linked in the show notes, of course. Before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Hey there, Allie. Thanks so much for joining us today on our podcast. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So for those who don't know, I've never actually met Allie in real life, but I knew of her because... We were part of the social media fam that the Austrian Tourism Board was putting together, um, but we were on separate trips. So she and other advisor were in Vienna and Graz, I believe. And so I was on the trip that went to Salzburg and Innsbruck, but we followed each other and because we, we were just so curious about other parts of Austria. And so that's how I knew Allie. And it just felt like by following her on Instagram, I kind of knew her. So Allie, I feel like I already know you. I feel like we've been friends forever. (laughs) Isn't that weird about how social media is like that? Like it just, it feels as if, I don't know, this interview is not the first time that we've talked, even though like I've just seen you on stories or Instagram, it feels like we've known each other for years. And you're also bringing me back to the good old days, like 2019, the year of probably like my most traveled year. And Austria was so much fun and boom, Look where we are now. Life is a whole lot different. <laughs> I am also a huge Austria fan. I've been there three times and will gladly go a fourth. Absolutely Girl, love it. Let's all just, all three of us go back. We'll go for like a greatest hits tour. And just yeah, I am completely down for that. In yes. 2019, I remember being in Austria and being like, you know what? We're going to kill it in this new decade. 2020 is coming. It's going to be amazing. And um, we were just humbled by the universe, I guess you yes, can say. Humbled, that's so good. I was going to say the carpet was pulled out from under us, but like humbled by the universe. I, that even sounds, that just sounds nice and positive. <laughs> During that time though, I, you know, we still obviously see each other on Instagram and I absolutely love everything that you're putting out there. I feel like you adapted so well to the situation in terms of not being able to travel because I think that was what you were doing a lot prior to COVID was just going to different destinations. And I know your mom's a travel advisor as well. So, you know, how does that kind of tie in to, to what, what you did pre-COVID? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's talk pre-COVID, what the, the what the sitch was. And then I guess maybe we'll talk about the great pivot of 2020, which was like kind of a pivot, kind of not a pivot. <laughs> I think we all are pivoting. But prior to COVID, so quick backstory, um, I was working in TV news uh, before 2018 and was lo- working in a local TV station in Palm Springs, California. I was doing like the morning news on the weekends. I was doing entertainment reporting. It was like, you know, as glamorous as it sounds. And then in 2018, um, I decided to 
basically leave that career behind and pursue a passion. And my passion was travel. And as you mentioned, my mom is a luxury travel advisor. So I kind of feel like I grew up seeing her jet off to these crazy places like Bhutan, India, Uganda, and always had that little kind of feeling inside of me that I was like, well, when do I get to do that? Like, that sounds amazing. Like, I want to do that. And you know, it just kind of, it it was that little feeling that started out. And then over the years, it just kind of grew and grew and grew until finally I was like, I got to go. Like we need a whole life pivot. And so that's really kind of what inspired me to leave that career behind. And then kind of like make my own lane per se, and kind of take a little bit of that career, a little bit of my love for travel and kind of combine the two together. And so what I was doing pre-COVID was producing and hosting video series for tourism boards, hotels, um, live events. Like life was good. It was amazing. (laughs) My team and I, it was, you know, we were just kind of getting started. It was, we were launching our new business, all that sort of stuff. And then good old COVID hit. (laughs) And we know that story well, (laughs) right? I know for all of us. And so it was one of those things where I feel like we probably all those first couple of months were like, what do we do here? I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) And, um, you know, those, those live events, hosting those live events kind of turned into like hosting virtual events and working with hotels and tourism boards kind of turned into, Hey, let's talk about like your cleanliness procedures and your like (laughs) safety in the hotel. And so it was kind of finding what I was doing beforehand and doing it on a much smaller scale and talking about things that maybe you wouldn't have highlighted before. Um, And, you know, now I feel like we're hopefully moving back towards the direction of getting back. You know, for me personally, work is picking up, in-person work is picking up, and I'm very hopeful for 2021. But this was a very long-winded response to your um, question. So... (laughs) I hope I answered it, but also gave like context about like what the heck I do because it sometimes is confusing to people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate that because you hit on a lot of the other questions I was going to ask you. So, <laughs> and we can you. dive on. I was trying to give you like the spark notes version, but we can dive deeper in whatever, you know, whatever direction you want it. You're the captain. I am just on board, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I remember seeing that you won an Emmy for your work when you were in journalism. What was that experience like? And was there um, like a specific story that you won the Emmy for? How does that work for journalism? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so funny. So um, number one, like there's kind of like the Emmys, which are like the things that we all watch. And then there's all these regional Emmys. So for all local TV stations, you kind of have regional Emmys where I was in Palm Springs. So I think it was like Pacific something or other. God, it's like, I can't even remember, but they're all over the country and you can win Emmys in various regions of the country for local news stories. And so I remember, I think it was maybe my first or second year that I was working at this TV station, pretty much right out of college. And so I I remember my boss kind of coming up to me and he was like, Hey, I think we're going to submit for the regional Emmys. Like, do you want to be included? I was like, yeah, like, sure, whatever. (laughs) With like, absolutely zero, zero expectation of even being nominated or even like even crazier winning. And so 
there's all these different categories, of course, like you guys know for like the Oscars and, and new sh- uh, uh, these award shows. And so what we submitted for would be the best example I could give is like kind of like the best picture, like kind of the last one at the Oscars, which is for us, it was best newscast. And so what we won for was there had been, as is the case, unfortunately, in California, more and more these days, especially, but we had some crazy wildfires. And um, I believe it was the lake fire that we were covering. And so me and all my fellow co-workers were covering all the different elements of this wildfire that was taking place. And so what we submitted for was the newscast where our coverage was talking about the lake fire. And so I remember, uh, to be like, I got to be completely honest with you. I was just excited to do the Emmys so I could like get my makeup done and wear a great dress and go to the award show and have a great time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. Remember, right? Like I, I invited my mom. I was like, mom, let's go. Like, I don't know when I'm ever going to get to do this again. Like come out, let's just have a fun time. We'll get dressed up, whatever. So we go and again, no expectation we're watching the program and whatever our category was, it would have, of course was at the end of the night. And so I remember we were maybe like halfway through and I was like, damn, I'm going to go up there. Like what, what if, like, I should probably think about what I'm going to say, like just, you know, on the off chance. Cause of course I didn't prepare cause I didn't think I was going to win. And then sure enough, we win. And I had heard earlier on in the, like in the show, everyone was thanking their cats everyone was thanking their cats in their speeches. They're like, I'd like to thank my cat Mittens or I'd like to thank (laughs) Fluffy over there. And I'm like, this is great. Like all these people have cats and I am a crazy cat lady. I have four myself. And I was like, all right, if I win, I'm just going to go up there and thank my parents and most importantly, thank my cats. And that is exactly what happened. And I'm so glad I have video footage so that like I can prove that I actually did that. And I was so awkward. I was so uncomfortable. I was like, eh, thanks. Thanks, my cats. Bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that happened. And, you know, it's, it's still wild to me to this day. <laughs> what a crazy experience to have in your lifetime. And I feel like we're all still young and you've had that experience. I, I think I was 25 when that, like, I don't, it just, it was just so weird how the universe kind of hands you these things. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just such a, a, a moment. And, and one of those moments too, that I feel like gives me a little bit of clout. Um, but <laughs> it's still mind blowing. Like, and I don't know when and if that will ever happen to me again. (laughs) So I'm happy if, if, you know, if I never win one ever again, uh, this was like such a fun experience. (laughs) Well, the content that you're creating now is really so fun, so exciting, so informative. I actually just was on a little, having a little YouTube sesh last night and watched your Argentina episode. Oh my God. And A, I love your mama. And B, um, I, Argentina wasn't on my list and it is now. Ah! So, <laughs> Sorry, I Mission. probably just blew out everyone's ears. That's like <laughs> podcast one-on-one. I should not have done that. Um, but thank you. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Um, and when I'm watching your stuff, I'm always thinking to myself, like, not, it could not be replicated by, by your average TA for sure. But there are so many things that you do that I do think travel advisors could do on a much smaller scale and like Instagram stories or a reel, um, the enthusiasm, the graphics, like how do you choose the topics that you're going to discuss? Um, 
And I'm curious to know how much of it do you outsource? All of it? <laughs> Other than you? Oh, or... <laughs> I need to outsource all of it. I outsource none of it. <gasps> Which is probably not the answer you're hoping. But, you know, that's something because I went to journalism school, because this is so within my wheelhouse. And that's... and. And that's why I do it, but I need to get up on Fiverr or on Upwork and outsource because I think for travel advisors, you know, you guys like this is your full time job is planning and making amazing trips for people. And that should be your number one focus. And while social media is important, it really shouldn't feel like it is a full time job. And so that would be, yes, outsourcing would be amazing. Fiverr, Upwork, finding a video editor. It's really not that, um, much of an ex I mean it can be expensive but you can find some people for really really reasonable rates but um to get back to the the beginning of your question of deciding you know what to share and what to post you know I think in the moment that we're in right now and and, and travel advisors because you guys have seen the world you've been able to visit these incredible destinations you have and I'm assuming you probably are sitting on a ton of content videos photos, et cetera. And that's exactly the situation that I find myself in right now. All of the stuff that I am sharing currently is from my travels in 2019 because I was going, going, going. I was so, I was constantly filming and taking photographs. And then I found myself in 2020 at a complete standstill, obviously, as all of us are and being like, all right, what do I do with all of this? But the good thing is, is I have all of this content. So let's find a way to push it out in a way that is helpful and informative. And I think, you know, right now, because things are slowly starting to open up, the demand is there. I, I'm sure for you guys, and it's been that way with my mom as well, like the calls are starting to come in. People are starting to plan for end of this year, definitely 2022. And so what travel advisors can do on their social channels is just to keep that momentum and that excitement and that inspiration going and also provide value. And I think we get to this point where we worry about like, you know, your bread and butter is planning a trip for someone. So you might feel like, well, I don't want to go on YouTube and tell them exactly how to plan a trip because then, then they're just going to do it themselves. And I think the thing about like oversharing information in that way is providing value that people are like, well, wait, if she's giving all this information for free, what would it be like to actually pay her or him? Sorry, both of you are women, so that's why I'm saying her. <laughs> but him too, what would it be like to pay them for them to design a completely custom trip for me? And so I think that maybe that's a hurdle for all of us to get over where like share, 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 share on social media so that we build that know, like, and trust with those people who might be potentially hiring us and then knock it out of the park when, you know, money is eventually exchanged. <laughs> Absolutely. It always, like, a little part of me dies when I hear that sort of perspective, when people are afraid to share, because the more generous you are, the more people want to work with you. It is such a mistake to hold things back. Just literally share, just go crazy, because then people are only going to want more from you and to see what else you can do. And they're going to feel, especially the trust factor. Absolutely. And and really what you said at the beginning where you're like, Argentina wasn't on my list. Now it is. I 
that is a huge win. If one person, if you are the only person who said that to me, I would have absolutely won because I think all of us who travel the world, we have our favorite destinations. We have the ones that really resonate with us and we want to share with other people. And so by putting this content out there, you are maybe getting your clients who would have never thought of visiting Argentina, but you're like, listen, I just got back from this trip. It is amazing. Let me tell you the five reasons that you need to visit Argentina. And maybe it's not, you know, I think leveraging, maybe it isn't a YouTube channel. Like maybe YouTube sounds way overwhelming. Maybe it's these new Instagram reels where you have a few videos. They're like 10 seconds each. You pop them together super quick. Um, my quick recommendation for anyone who wants to edit a video like and not even have to think too hard about it, there's an app called in shot, like I N S H O T. You guys, that. you guys, you it, use I, it, I, love I, it. I haven't, but <laughs> haven't used it yet, but I'm going to. It's so <laughs> easy. And so, obviously, like you can edit within the Instagram app or you can use this, but it's, it is foolproof. It has music and transitions and it's so, 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 so easy. But, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's what you do. Maybe Instagram is your wheelhouse and you just are sharing videos there, kind of five reasons to visit X destination five things you need to know before visiting the Caribbean during COVID. Just whatever value you can provide in whatever medium that feels comfortable for you is how I would go. Not feeling as if you need to be everywhere at once because it's too much. It's too much, honey. <laughs> yeah. I also want to add to that. Number one, I think a lot of TAs just don't even realize how much content they already have. And they feel this like intimidation, like I have to go create. And it's like, honey, you already have it. And then number two is reuse that content in a bunch of different ways. You are not like they're afraid, like I have to do one unique thing and that's it. Otherwise people are going to think I'm repetitive. Mm -mm. Not everyone's going to read your blog and see your stories and see your posts, you know, like you, I recycled that out of stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Because the dang Instagram algorithm, like mm -hmm. how many people are even seeing it the day that you're sharing it? And so what is it? I, I don't know what it is in marketing, but you need to like tell, you know, kind of touch contact with people. Like, what is it called? Like touch points, like nine times or something like that. Like yes. you need to kind of be in people's faces, however, nine or 11 times. And now that number is even greater. And so I think the same way with Instagram, where it's like you share that video clip or that photo one time, we'll find a new way to repurpose it next week or maybe a month from now or whatever. But don't be hung up on, oh, I shared this one time. I can never share it again. Like, let us repurpose, reuse stuff until we are blue in the face because at the end of the day, then whatever client sees that, they're like, oh, that's the girl who keeps talking about India. Like, yeah. I want to go there now because I she won't shut up about it. Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I've definitely been guilty—not guilty, but I would take blogs and posts that I already have and turn them into like a video form. You can turn it into like a short form video, easy to digest. But also, some people just don't want to read stuff. I mean, we know from ourselves, no one reads things. <laughs> just our clients don't read their final documents. They don't read their confirmations. You can't trust people to read. So put it in a video form that can listen, put it into like little bite-sized pieces on Instagram stories and disseminate information that way. It'll save you a ton of time. You don't have to create new things every single time. And I feel like it gives you additional content and touch point opportunities. Exactly. It's also the reason we started the podcast, right? Because as TAs, we are so much screen time. It's so much reading. It's so many Zooms. And we just wanted people to have a different way 
to get news topics. Oh yeah. I love me a podcast. I literally up in the morning, podcast on. Making my dinner at night, podcast on. Driving anywhere, podcast on. Like you queen, queen of the podcast listening. So yeah, I feel like I've done guys. more chores since I discovered podcasts because then I'm like, I'm just going to put my earbuds in and like clean the floors or do laundry. Whereas in the past, I'm like, I'm so bored. <laughs> right? It's, you know, we've just leveled up our daily chore activities. If only I had podcasts when I was in high school. Yeah. I'm all, I feel like I'm always learning and AirPods, you know, just being completely wireless and being able to walk away from the phone and just do whatever. Even when I'm blow drying my hair, I have the volume cranked up. <laughs> blow dry. I don't waste a minute. <laughs> we are the same human. Seriously. <laughs> um, I saw on Instagram a while ago that you're starting a travel newsletter. So what motivated you to take that direction in, you know, where you're headed in, in content creation? Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of twofold. One, I really wanted to use sort of like my news background and my journalistic background to be a resource to my community and to my audience because, you know, I, I know how overwhelming it is to see the millions of newsletters that we've subscribed to or the millions of publications that have news stories or it's just, I mean, right now it is information overload. We are just inundated with just content. <laughs> and so I figured I wanted to find a way where I could sort of let me dive through and deep read all this stuff and disseminate sort of what's important, what you need to know about what's the most important travel news article that you need or the latest news update, travel restrictions that you need to know about. Let me figure that out and then push it off to my audience in sort of like an easy to read, easy formatted newsletter that comes out every Sunday night. And it's just kind of sectioned off in like, you know, travel updates, you know, travel products that I've recently bought that I think you should maybe consider adding to your luggage, of course, once it is safe to, you know, once everyone starts traveling again, or, you know, a podcast that I listen to or a video that I watch or something that made me laugh, like just kind of collecting all of that and being, being a resource. And, and I feel like whatever that is for me, that is so easily what is is I don't think replicatable as a word. That's not that's not an actual word, but we're going to go with it. But like, you know, to all the travel advisors who are listening, you know, who maybe don't have a newsletter, I'm sure probably most of you guys do, but maybe there's a way to add that element into your newsletter where like you are the travel advisor, you are the person that your clients know to go to for all their travel needs and so why not be able to share a news article that resonated with you or you think is important with your clients. And so that was kind of the one reason, but also too, I just wanted to be more informed. I just kind of felt like it, last year, I just kind of turned it all off. I was like, eh, I don't know. No one really, no one was really thinking about, of course we were thinking about it. We were wishing that we could travel, but like it just seemed so far away. And I just felt like I got out of the routine of being aware, reading articles about the you know top 15 most colorful Airbnbs in the United States. I wasn't reading that because I was like, oh, I can't go. It's, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wanted to just get back to that and educate myself and then hopefully educate the people who are in my community and, and inspire them to be thinking, start thinking about travel again. That sounds very similar to how we started our podcast last year during the pandemic was we 
just we're inundated with news in our in our inboxes and and it seemed like every day new things were coming out so we were just we talked with each other and we said what is a good way for us to be able to help travel advisors not just in sharing important news but also making them feel less alone and make them feel heard and let them know like hey we're going through the same things too and we're here to give you the news it's not always <laughs> positive, but we're here. We're here to converse with you like friends and, you know, know that we're approachable and we'll get through it together and recover together, basically. (laughs) Well, and we're able to discuss it through the lens of a travel advisor. You know what I mean? So we can talk about it as TAs and not just as people delivering news. Exactly. I, you know what? It's so funny. Every time someone has said we're all in this together in the past year, which has been a lot, I always think of the high school musical song. Like, Me we're too. all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, like, we're dancing. choreography. Such a millennial reference. I know. It's time to, like, focus. I'm just like, get your head in the game. Come on, get your head in the game. Look it up for anyone who has not heard of High School Musical. Like, just watch the YouTube videos of, like, these high school kids doing sing-alongs and, like, dancing with basketballs in, like, jerseys. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Sorry to totally derail us with that reference. Not at all. (laughs) That's how we do things here. (laughs) I'm glad to know I'm not alone when I think that in my head every time. You are not alone, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, there are so many phrases that we are just like, if I never hear that again, I'm really just going to be ship shape. Totally. (laughs) Uh, So let's go with like a totally cliche question and ask what has been your favorite trip so far? Oh my gosh, I'm here for the cliches. Um, Hands, it's, it's hard, but like just always it jumps to the top of my mind whenever I'm asked this question is India. Um, and I've actually been lucky enough to go back twice at this point. And it's just, have, have either of you been? No. no. And I'll be okay. honest, it's really not on my list either. Oh, let's, so, all right, hopefully I can sell you right yes, now. Yes, sell um, me on India. <laughs> it's, it's just a destination that I feel as if it completely challenges you and stretches you as a traveler. Like, I feel like it is kind of like if we were in high school right now, it's like the AP class of travel. Like, and it's just, you have to be, you have to be ready for India when you go. Cause as soon as you step off the plane, I feel like you are just inundated with smells and sounds and people and color and all the things. And you're like, all right, let's go. Um, but it is just a country that just blows me away with the history, with like the spirituality of the destination, with the culture and the people are so warm. I mean, like Indians are known for their hospitality. They are so curious. They want to know where you're coming from. They're so excited to see you in their country. They want to, you know, they want to take a photo with you because they want to show it to their family members. Like, look at my American friend who has just come to visit me in India. Like they, like, it's just so endearing to just feel kind of the warmth of, of what it is like to visit India. And 
I don't know. I'm someone who loves color. I love these opulent palaces that you can visit. But India as a destination truly is so unique because it is so massive. There is literally something to offer everyone. So like you want to go and see those opulent palaces, the quintessential India, and you go to Rajasthan in the north. Or you're like, you know, I just want to zen out and like have a beach destination and totally relax and, you know, do the yoga situation. Go down to like Goa or Kerala in the south. Like or you want to, heck, you want to like do outdoorsy stuff, hike, go and, and, and sort of go all the way up to the north where you're at, you know, up in the mountains and it's like snowing. It's just, there's so much to see and do in this country that I'm so enamored with it. And it will be one of the countries that I think I go back to time and time and time again. Like I'm sure all of you guys have a country that has just captivated you and and for for me that's that's india i love that i guess i'm gonna have to uh add that to my list add it to your list and maybe i can help you because i'm what i'm i don't think i shared this with you guys but at the end of this year top of next year i'm going to be launching mother daughter group travel trips and also gal pal group travel trips and india is going to be one of the first destinations that we do so if it seems a fun way to do it yeah, like, and, and that's kind of what my thought is with, with these group trips is picking destinations that might feel a little bit out of reach or something that maybe, maybe you don't, your partner doesn't want to go on the trip with you, or maybe you can't get your group of friends to go with you. And so I'm hoping that these group trips are like a way for people to experience these a little bit far off destinations with a group of like-minded people where it feels a little bit more attainable, I guess, is what I would say. And I I love love traveling with my mom. She is one of my favorite travel buddies. And she's always down for anything like she doesn't have any expectations. She just wants to go somewhere with me or my sister or both as a family. And she'll just she's game for anything. So she was um, the person I, she's always the person I reach out to. She's lately, she's been in Taiwan with my grandparents, but whenever she was in town, anytime I needed like a travel buddy or something and no one else could go, I'm just like, my mom will go. She'll say yes in a heartbeat. She will say yes. So That's she, I, she was my travel buddy when, when we went down to Cuba because no one else went, could go. Cause it was so last minute. I'm like, Hey mom, want to go to Cuba? Yeah. Did she bring an umbrella? Because there's not oh, a lot of shade in Cuba. She found the one sliver of shade from a lamppost <laughs> and stood right in it. And I have a photo of it too. I was off taking photos and I look back. She has this huge hat on, these little like arm covers, and she's like in the shade of this one lamppost. She'll find I love the shade. It. Listen, <laughs> justice for our travel mom buddies, because mm-hmm. I think. You know, and I think a lot of people really do enjoy traveling with their mom or, or maybe it's, you know, father-son travel, et cetera. But I, I think for me, like my whole mindset with travel in general is like, stop waiting for the perfect moment, the perfect partner, the your friends to finally freaking commit to the date that you guys want to all travel together. And for me, it's the same just as you were talking about, you know, like, it's so hard to get your friends or, or anyone else to commit to a date. And, and for me, and I call my mom by her first name, Linda, it's like our thing. But like with Linda, it's always like, let's go. Where are we going? She's down for whatever. To be honest, she's a, a, a sometimes more adventurous than I am. And what I want these group trips to be is to like stop, get out of your head of the, the perfect travel scenario and whatever that partner looks like or that travel buddy looks like to you 
go. Like, get rid of the barriers. Go, whether that's yourself, whether that's your mom, whether that's your sister, whether that's like your best friend, whatever that is, let's just go and let's stop putting things on pause or waiting for retirement. Cause, like, we, nothing, we know for sure after last year, like, nothing is guaranteed. <laughs> that's right. And we're seeing that a lot in our client inquiries. A whole amazing. lot. Yeah. That's amazing. My mom listens to this podcast religiously. She has subscribed. And so <laughs> Hi, she <mom>. is usually <laughs> she is one of the first people to hear it because she's over in Taiwan, which is like 12 hours ahead. So she'll be the first to hear. It. And when I wake up, I'll see a message from her on Facebook Messenger. She'll like record her voice because it's faster than typing. She'll be like, hey, that podcast was really good. I really liked what you said about this. So I'm Aww. sure she'll be sending me a message saying, oh, you know that girl, she mentioned something about mother-daughter trips? Yeah, let's look into that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if anyone if anyone is interested or wants to sign up, I have a link in my um, Instagram bio to sign up for, I guess I'm calling it the wait list. That sounds like so official. <laughs> it's basically just my newsletter, but... <laughs> Um, I, I can't, I can't wait to get these birthed into the world. So coming yeah. soon, I guess. <laughs> Where can people find you and sign up for this newsletter, sign up for the wait list? How can people find you? Yeah, I would say Instagram is, is pretty much the easiest. And my handle is Allie Pierce. And I annoyingly spell Allie weirdly. And that's only because my full name is Alexandra. And in third grade, my mom said if I wanted to go by a nickname, I had to spell it differently. And so in third grade, I, I didn't really know how to spell Allie. So I spelled it A-L-L-E. I was a terrible speller. So it just kind of stuck. So Allie is A-L-L-E Pierce <laughs> is my handle. And we've got uh, the link in there for to sign up for my newsletter, to sign up for these, um, to get notifications for the girls' trips. My YouTube is all linked up there, so I feel like Instagram is my nice little my nice little hub. <laughs> we'll put that stuff in the show notes as well. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, Allie, for joining us on this episode. It's always fun talking about travel in a positive way, despite everything that's happened. And so um, I really appreciate the energy that you bring to the travel sphere, like through Instagram, through your YouTube channel. It really makes me feel hopeful and optimistic. So thank you. Super exciting. It's a, it's a really good vibe for <laughs> those of us that are down in the dump. So all of you TAs, I definitely recommend you go check out the YouTube uh, channel because I feel like there's a lot of inspiration that we can learn from to, like I said, create something on a smaller scale along those lines. You guys and are just so exciting. sweet. <laughs> thank, sorry to interrupt you. I'm so, no. like, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, for any of the TAs listening, like, you know, Feel free to, you know, be inspired and take take what you like. Use it for your own channels. Figure, you know, figure out a way to do your own spin on it. And, you know, happy to help out in any way or answer any questions. So thank you guys so much for having me on here. I Like, you, we live in a world where it's all, all screens and, and voices at, at this point in time. But it feels nice to just connect and, and talk about something that we all love so much. So thank you guys for having me. Thank you. It's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Age West, the governor of Hawaii approved the mayor of Kauai's request to rejoin the state's safe travels program, effective April 5th. The move clears the way for out-of-state visitors to again move freely about the Garden Isle immediately upon arrival with proof of a single negative COVID-19 test 
taken within 72 hours of the final leg of their journey. Be sure to check out another article from Travel Age West called Nine New Travel Advisor Businesses That Will Help the Industry Build Back Better, where Teresa and the Tin Lounge are featured. Travel Weekly reports that Princess, Holland America, and Seabourn have all further extended some cruise operation suspensions in Europe and North America. Another article from them says that Virgin Voyage's third ship will be named the Resilient Lady when it debuts in summer 2022. A headline from Travel Market Report says that Greek Isles and East Mediterranean Cruise Line Celestial Cruises will resume operations on May 29th. They also report that as long as plans remain on track, domestic cruising in the United Kingdom could start as early as May 17, 2021. The Washington Post says that Europe is debating vaccine passports as a way to save summer tourism. Top destinations such as Greece and Spain are pushing the European Union to introduce digital vaccine passports to ease entry for visitors. Travel Agent Central reports that Austin Adventures launched a women-only trip to Costa Rica in honor of International Women's Month. They created this trip to celebrate and empower women to travel again. The inaugural Costa Rica women, Women's Only Trip will take place October 2nd through 9th, 2021. A headline from Travel Pulse says, Disney makes several announcements, including opening a date for Ratatouille, which will open at Epcot on October 1st. The article goes on to say that Disneyland Resort in California will open in late April. And once that happens, the Avengers, Avengers Campus will make its debut in the fall of 2021. And Disney is also moving forward on construction with its fifth cruise ship, Disney Wish, scheduled to join the cruise line in 2022. They also report that Royal Caribbean has extended the suspension of cruising through May 31st, 2021, excluding sailings aboard Quantum, Spectrum, Voyager, and Odyssey of the Seas. According to Business Travel News, the latest CDC recommendations state that fully vaccinated people can safely gather together indoors without masks, though they still should avoid travel and medium and large size gatherings. And of course, we'll end on a high note with an article from afar called, These Countries Are Allowing Vaccinated Travelers to Visit. Aside from Mexico and the many options in the Caribbean, there's Estonia, Georgia, Iceland, Poland, Seychelles, Slovenia, and they say that Greece is likely coming soon. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. We also have Allie's information in the show notes as well. That's so <laughs> go ahead and follow her on Instagram and watch her amazing YouTube videos and get inspired and get hopeful because she offers you all of that. If you have any questions or comments, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.